Next on BYU Sports Nation, it is Friday the 13th. We've got a packed show today. Brian Billick, Super Bowl champion, will join us. The voice of the Mississippi State Bulldogs will join us as we get ready for BYU and Mississippi State. And Spencer's gone on his way to Starkville, so filling in for him today is Jason. Jason? Jason! Jason! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. Jason! (laughs) Oh, man, BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Close that door! It is Friday, October 13th. I am Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton's on his way from Stark Vegas, so I'm joined by... Or he's on his way to Stark Vegas. Yes. So I'm joined by Jason Shepard. Hot and sweaty in there? Um, not just that. It smells really <laughs> bad. This plastic's got a really weird smell to it. Yeah. <laughs> in, <laughs> indeed it does. It is Friday the 13th. Do, that? Do you have <laughs> Ty Detmer? Should we get the... Ty Detmer with the Jason mask? That's Jason Detmer now? <laughs> um, do you have any superstitions? You know, I would love to tell you that I'm not superstitious. And I don't know if I consider myself... A superstitious person, yeah. But just in case, get that cat out of here. Like, there'll be times where I'm, you know, driving to work, and there'll be like a black cat that will go in front. I'm like, oh, what, what, what's going to happen bad today? Yes. I like. I would like to say I'm not, but I probably am. I think everyone is a, at least a little bit, right? As Michael Scott said, a little, stitious. <laughs> a little stitious. Yes. I, I'm superstitious in uh, something that happened to me in 2014 on this set. Okay. Really? Prior to the Utah State game, BYU was 4-0 and ranked 19. <laughs> and I was like, man, BYU's been really healthy up to this point. There's this, there's this notion that you can't mention something really positive in relation to uh, health or lack of injuries, mm-hmm. or you will get hurt. It's BYU's, like the no-hitter no, thing in baseball. Yes, yes. Yes, that's exactly we, what it's like. We absolutely think that that's, you know, that's not cool. I mentioned no-hitter during the West Coast Conference Tournament on Twitter. Yeah, and it went away. And it went away literally the next batter. So I... <laughs> I am super. So thanks for that. Yeah, it really cost BYU. <laughs> so our Twitter question today is along those lines in reference to the game tomorrow. Yes, in honor of Friday the Thirteenth, what superstition will you use to ensure a BYU victory tomorrow? Okay, so now using the superstition yes. for your benefit. Like a positive a, superstition. Yeah, as opposed to something happening to you. Something that's I like going the, to be positive enough. Those on radio. Jason, put back on yeah, the mask. I've got the mask. Okay, he's taking it off. Yeah, the mask Stu- is off. Suit you. Uh, yeah, it's something that you do <laughs> that will work in BYU's favor. Yes. The first tweet comes from at uh, Grizzfather. Gonna hashtag drink the blue Kool-Aid more and more and more than ever before. It's going to happen this weekend. Go Cougars. So is the blue Kool-Aid the same kind of Kool-Aid that, uh, you know, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru used in uh, Star Wars Episode Four. Yeah, but that you know was what more, I'm talking that about? Was more milk. That was milk. I've always thought of that as just like Kool-Aid because blue milk doesn't make any sense to me. I've always thought it was milk. It was milk. But, like, I think of that as blue Kool-Aid. Did you see my tweet mentioning Aunt Beru uh, after no. the, no. After <laughs> the uh, Last Jedi trailer the other night? No. I what said, happened? for the love of Aunt Beru, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that is next level. And so are the headlines, which are coming up right now. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. 
It's the day before the day, people. BYU football traveling to Starkville today in preparation for tomorrow's game at Mississippi State. Bulldogs head coach Dan Mullen thinks BYU could turn it around quickly. They've had some self-inflicted errors uh, that you look and say, okay, well, boy, they've struggled these games. Well, take away those self-inflicted errors, they don't struggle. And so what if they show up here and they don't have any self-inflicted errors? That would be a nice what if. I don't live my life with what ifs, however. (laughs) That would certainly help BYU's uh, chances. Yes, it would. Is to, you know, cut down on the penalties, cut down on the the things that stop drives. That would certainly be a positive step in the right direction. And coverage of tomorrow's uh, game begins at 10 a.m. Eastern time with your boy, Jason Shepard. On BYU Radio and BYU TV's countdown to kickoff at 11 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. Will the Cougars win on the road against an SEC team? We will discuss more coming up. Lots of Cougars in the NFL this weekend. Kyle Van Oy, Harvey Longy, and the Patriots will be taking on the New York Jets. Jamal Williams and the Packers face the Vikings. Kai Nakua and the Browns play the Texans. Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs host the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ziggy and the Lions face Drew Brees and the Saints. And Michael Davis and the Chargers travel to Oakland to battle the Raiders. I just realized by saying Drew Brees, it made it sound like Drew Brees was a former BYU player. He isn't? He is not. He Probably to, shouldn't have thrown Drew Brees in there just on the fly. He went to Purdue. <laughs> what? Seventh-ranked women's volleyball swept the Portland Pilots last night to remain undefeated in West Coast Conference play and improve to 18-1 and this season. They are on fire! Ronnie Jones-Perry, Copper Hill's finest, led the team with 16 kills. That's a bunch in three sets. Mary Lake converted her BYU Sports Nation karma into 19 digs. The Cougars take on WCC second-place team. The Gonzaga Bulldogs, the Fighting Mark Fuse, tomorrow at 3 Eastern time. Women's soccer defeats Pacific last night at Southfield 2 to nothing. Seniors Busy Bowen and Maddie Matthews each found the back of the net. Now, due to poor air quality in the Bay Area, BYU's game tomorrow night at San Francisco has been rescheduled for Thursday, November 2nd. Jason Shepard was going to uh, call that game on the radio. Yes. So instead, you are here doing pregame. And yeah, I was going to hop on a plane with the team this afternoon and head to San Francisco, and I'd never been to San Francisco. So I was really not only looking forward to doing the game, but yeah. going to San Francisco, someplace I've never been. So it looks like uh, that'll just be postponed for a little yeah, while. Yeah, it's postponed. And uh, yeah, keep that mask off, please. <laughs> Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's the goal? I can't remember a weirder setup going into a game for BYU football in a long time. Let's talk about it. In case you missed it, BYU's 1-5. They've lost five in a row. The offense stinks. BYU has questions at quarterback. The Cougars are playing an SEC team. And, oh, by the way, one of the craziest stats of the day ever goes now. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. I don't even want to read this one. BYU is a 24-point underdog to Mississippi State. That's a large amount of points to anybody. <laughs> like, if BYU played Alabama, I'd be like, all right, 24. Mississippi 24 State is points! Al- it has everything to do with the fact that the BYU offense hasn't really gotten it going yet, okay? So, what world do we live in where this, all this is happening? <laughs> where BYU's lost five in a row. They're one in five. This is reality this They've year. They've lost by an average of 20 points to FBS competition. They're a 24-point dog going into tomorrow's game. So with that lovely context, let us answer the following question. What's the goal tomorrow? BYU and Mississippi State, early kick, 
noon, uh, you know, noon Eastern time on the SEC Network and BYU Radio. What's the goal tomorrow, Jason? Okay, all right. Go with me on this. The goal is this Jason is, Shepard or Jason? This is Jason Shepard, okay. not Jason Voorhees. Checking. Okay, <laughs> so the goal is to win. Okay, that's the goal. With that being a tall order, however, yeah, is it? That's the goal. For the team. I mean, for us, for you. No, but listen to me. Just follow me on this. Okay, okay. The goal ultimately is to be competitive and show progress. Mm. That's mostly on the offensive side, but in all facets as well, okay? This probably isn't the best team to try and look for something to build on, but this team desperately needs to see something positive happen. Whether it's getting the running game going with Ula or improved quarterback play, it is absolutely imperative that this team see some progress for its hard work. That has to be the goal. Because week in and week out, they're putting in the time, they're putting in the effort. It's not been good at and it, And they haven't been able to see results because of that hard work. If you're going to work that hard, you need to have a payoff. There needs to be something at the end of that where you say, okay, there's a reason why we're continuing to do this. We see the progress happening. They need to find something to build off of this week. My thoughts are along the lines of the production of the BYU offense. Low. Be competitive, which means don't get embarrassed. That's kind of the goal for me, honestly. Don't get embarrassed. BYU was embarrassed against LSU in Wisconsin. I don't want another one of those. One is too many. Two is too, too many. Okay? Let's, let's not have that again. I'd love a strong defensive performance with enough offense. Does that make sense? The Cougars' issues aren't about heart and effort, as you mentioned. There's more going on there. It's not one reason for poor play, but it's going to be a tough one uh, to win for the Brighamites because the cowbells will be a-ringing. This was a 14-14 point game in Provo last year with Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams. I have a hard time envisioning more offense, equal to or more offense, with this offense tomorrow on the road, given everything that's happened. I just think it's going to be tough. And you're right. This is not the week to showcase the next level, the progress. That's going to come in the next six games when BYU is playing equal to or lesser competition in almost every game. The back six in which they'll need to win every game to ensure a bowl game. Remind me again, and I, I, I'm, I'm assuming you remember this, where did you have Fitzgerald in your list of quarterbacks to be with? Number it, two. Number two. Okay, that's what I thought. I had Brett Reppin at number one. Yes. Who's been okay, that's, that's what I thought. So yeah. my question to you then is, being able to look back on that, would you move Fitzgerald to number one? Because in, I might in, have Hornybrook higher now. Okay. A lot higher. Okay, but I had him low. My point is, not only, not only <laughs> – is BYU going in looking to try and get on track? They're facing arguably one of the two best quarterbacks, if not the best that they'll face all year long. Yeah. Let's talk about, you know, what like what's good that's going on for BYU football. I don't I don't see uh an attitude of give up yet. Of course not. I don't see an attitude of yeah, any kind of yielding. Uh, Tanner Mangum is the starter. There's, you know, an expectation that maybe you see Joe Critchlow tomorrow. As Dennis Pitta pointed out yesterday, wisely, uh, yeah, he'd be thrown into the fire. It's probably a bad situation uh, for that. But use the hashtag BYUSN. Weigh in on our Twitter question, which isn't about the goal. It's about the following. In honor of Friday the 13th, what superstition will you use to ensure a BYU victory tomorrow? Let's go to Twitter. 
Jason, take the mask off, please. At Melman Mark, and it's Mel, not male. Punting on fourth and nineteen seems to always do the trick. Come on, do we do we red card that? Oh yeah, that's red it. Card that's that? instant, insta red card. I mean, you're out. You like... know what? You're out of the World Cup. <laughs> what? what no, good company apparently. At our Greenhaw. See you, Bruce Arena. This is tough because my superstition is that if I'm watching the game, we will lose. But then I also can't just not watch the game. <laughs> How about this one? It's true. At Cosmo de Cougar. Fight and then eat a live raccoon. Excuse me? Sounds silly, but some of those rascals haven't even got their shots yet. Wish me luck. Love Cosmo. I really hope that's an actual cougar tweeting <laughs> somehow and not a human being. Uh, yeah, I, I don't <laughs> Use know. the hashtag BYUSN in a way. And... Coming up, Super Bowl champion Brian Billick on the decision to play a backup quarterback when the starter isn't injured. And the voice of Mississippi State, Neil Price, previews tomorrow's game. How did the cowbell become such an important part of the game day experience in Starkville? We will ask him. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back on Friday the 13th, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. This is BYU Sports Nation. Conversation. Shut that door again. Keeps opening. Conversations happening Oil right now on door. Twitter. WD forty. Jeez, WD ten. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Countdown to kickoff gets an early start tomorrow. How about at eleven a.m. Eastern time on mm. BYU TV? How about this? Have some breakfast. Tune in and get you ready for BYU at Mississippi State, including live reports from Starkville with Spencer Linton. That's right, Stark Vegas, baby. Our Twitter question today in honor of Friday the thirteenth. What superstition will you use to ensure a BYU victory tomorrow? At D. Young, 1993. I need to find a new one because none that I've tried this year have worked yet. Just keep working at it. Just keep working. Just keep plugging. Yes. Like Brigham. They're going to keep working as well. They will. Joining us now on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline is Neil Price. He is the voice of the Mississippi State Bulldogs for football and basketball. Neil, welcome to the program. Thanks, guys. It's great to have you on. Uh, first off, let's stress the cowbell. Uh, it's a known commodity in college football, a tradition unlike any other, a compromise between tradition and the SEC years ago. I've watched a few games on TV, and I, I hear it a lot. What, what's the tradition? When can it be used? When can it be used? What's the lowdown? Well, I'm only about three months into this, so I don't know the exact year that it started, but the legend is that there was an alumni, or not alumni, there was a student faculty football game. So long time ago, because those don't happen very often anymore. <laughs> and um, and this was before the stadium was built. It was on the very same field that the game will take place on tomorrow, and Scott Field. But in the midst of that game, a cow just happened to wander across the field, and it had a bell attached to its neck, as was customary at the time, and Everybody just kind of got a kick out of it. So kids started bringing cowbells to games because it was an ag school. And from there, everything just kind of kind of kept growing and growing. And we'll have 60-some thousand of them in there tomorrow. <laughs> it is a staple in what uh, Mississippi State is known for. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, the cowbell can't, cannot be uh, uh, cowbelled or shaken during a play. It kind of ends before the play. Am I right on that? It's called ring responsibly. So <laughs> the, the cowbell, the cowbell can be rang while the teams are in the huddle, 
it can be rang right up until the time that the quarterback moves under center or gets into formation. Here's a shotgun. If they're in the formation, they've got the hands ready to go, obviously, in the cowbell. When the team comes to the line, that's the easiest way to describe it. So when there's the team some... comes to the line, the cowbell has to stop, and they're pretty good at it. They're, they really – and it's the strangest thing because you, you won't be able to hear yourself think, and then as soon as the quarterback walks to the line – dead silence when State has the ball, and folks will just start yelling as loud as they can when BYU's got it. So it's a coordinated effort. Yeah, this is some serious rules and etiquette regarding the cowbell. Cowbell decorum. It very, that, is, that is a perfect phrase for that. So beyond just the cowbell, when you look at this Mississippi, Mississippi State team, what do you view as the strength of this team this season? Well, you know, I think it's a tough question to answer right now. But, you know, the best answer may be we don't really know at this point because first two games, three games of the year, up until the end of that game with LSU, I think you would have said it's their run game on offense, and then clearly their defense had played very, very well under a new defensive coordinator. Now, two games later, at the back end of the stretch against three top 15-ranked teams, Defense has been burned a little bit. Uh, it's been harder to run the ball, and you don't know if those two things are maybe where you thought they were early in the year. So I'm interested to see tomorrow if they've made improvements in those areas against a, a big physical team. And if they have, then then maybe those things do indeed bear out to be what we thought they were. But but right now, I think all that, the strength of the team, that's still very much a topic of discussion and still something I think that's a bit of an unknown. Neil Price, the voice of the Mississippi State Bulldogs, is on BYU Sports Nation. BYU comes into this game 1-5. Uh, and five. What, have, what are your thoughts on the Cougars so far this year? Well, you know, I watched them play Boise State last Friday, and I think that they're a much better team than 1-5. and five. I'll tell you that. Uh, they, they have the physical tools to be a really good team. You know, you got different types of running backs. Uh, you know, I think Canada is, is kind of the quick guy. Uh, you know, then you've got obviously some guys who can come in there and run with power. Uh, Matt Bushman, I think, is going to turn into a fantastic tight end by the time his career is done. I mean, to be a freshman and uh, to be able to, to demonstrate the hands that, that he demonstrated on some of those catches against Boise and the fact that he's just so versatile. You know, they, I don't think they lined him up in the same place twice in the first half. He moved around a lot. So, uh, you know, they, they've, they've, got, they've got some skilled people that can help. As, as Tanner Mangum gets healthier, he will be much better. And I thought he threw the ball with a lot of confidence uh, against Boise. You know, strong arm. Knew where he wanted to go with it. Didn't always work out, but but I was impressed with his confidence. Uh, and then you know, on defense, every time Fred Warner hit somebody, the ball came loose. But, you know, I mean, he he runs downhill. Uh, I really enjoy watching him play. And Kafusi's just as big as some of those mountains you guys have got out there when you look at him. <laughs> I mean, six nine, two eighty five, whatever. He's going to be a load up front uh, for State's offensive line. So the tools are there. It's just a matter of everybody being healthy and clicking again. So uh, it, it's going to be a good game tomorrow. It's going to be a great test for Mississippi State. And I think BYU will be one of, if not maybe the biggest offensive and defensive front they face. Speaking of uh, enjoying watching certain players play, I think uh, Nick Fitzgerald falls into that category. Where is he at in his development as a QB? Well, he's getting better. 
And, you know, you look at the numbers, and especially coming off these last three games against the top 15-ranked teams, he's thrown he's thrown his share of interceptions. And not all of them have been his fault. He's had some deflections that have turned into picks, um, you know, that, that kind of are a little misleading, I think. But what everyone has told me, and again, I didn't see him play more than just one game a year ago because I'm so new into it, but... What everyone's told me is he has a much better understanding of the whys with regard to offense now. Why do you make this read? Why do you throw here in this situation? And it's not just simply take the snap, make three reads, and then just throw it wherever you think you should go or try to use your arm to beat somebody. So the cerebral part of it, the mental part of it, I think he's taken some big steps. Uh, The thing that's so impressive about him is – for his size, you know, he's built like a wide receiver or a tight end more than a quarterback. And he, he is deceptively fast, I think, for that size and, you know, uses his legs well, doesn't try to overdo that. Um, you know, it, it's not like he, he, he wants to hit the eject button quickly. Uh, he's pretty patient with that part. But, uh, you know, I've, I've been impressed with just his decision-making his poise, um, and, and just the confidence that he has. You know, when you're playing that position, you, you've got to be confident. You know, I mean, and, and he certainly doesn't lack that. So he needs his receivers to win some one-on-ones for him. If they can do more of that and, and find ways to win those battles, and they had a tough time doing that against uh, against uh, certainly Georgia and, and Auburn on the road. He's had some guys out in the receiver core that are, are big playmakers that, you know, they'll get back a little, I think, tomorrow. I don't know that they'll play you know, like they were playing the first three games. Um, but, you know, as you get those guys back and if they can win some one-on-one for them, I think you'll see the numbers improve. Cougar fans will descend upon uh, Stark Vegas, affectionately uh, really known as Starkville, uh, Mississippi, uh, tomorrow. You're, you're new to the area as well, but what do Cougar fans need to see and where do they need to eat tomorrow or today? Well, I think, uh, I think they need to make it to downtown. You know, Starkville is Starkville's a town of about 29,000 when school's not in, and it doubles in size during the school year. Um, so if you just stick around campus, you're going to see some neat stuff. It's a beautiful campus. It's worth taking some time to walk around and see. Uh, but if you get into downtown, I think you'll get a little bit more of, of the culture of it. And uh, there's some good restaurants you'll find along University slash Main Street that are worth checking out, too. If, if you're breakfast folks, I would strongly encourage you to make it to the Starkville Cafe. Go early because it's not a very big place, and uh, there's usually a line on game weekends, a long wait, but it's worth your time. Um, if you're looking for a good lunch or dinner spot, uh, Harvey's is on Highway 12. It never disappoints. The veranda is a great place. It's over near the stadium, uh, right off the south end of campus. Uh, it, it is it is world class uh, to be in a town of 29,000 people. Those folks do a fantastic job. So I would throw those three out um, just as places if you're looking for a good meal and a place you can sit and enjoy and and, and talk with one another. They all rank right up there at the top of the list in Starkville. And, uh, and, you know, yeah, walk around downtown, walk through the Cotton District uh, off University Drive, take in some of the culture there. Um, that's kind of the, the, the Cotton District's kind of the student hangout uh, on the weekends. And uh, there's a lot of stuff always going on. Uh, some small restaurants down there uh, and places you can go kick back and relax. Um and just kind of get the feel of, of being in a college town. And that's what it is. I mean, it's a, 
it is a true southern college town. And, you know, I came here from a town of 300,000 people and in another SEC city. And I have absolutely loved it in the three months that I've been here. And I hope the folks from Provo and, and other points in Utah and everywhere else coming in that have never been here, I hope they'll fall in love with it and have a great experience, too. Well, great insights. Neil, we appreciate the time. Have a great call tomorrow, and uh, thanks for joining us. All right, guys. Thank you. It's Neil Price on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. He was at Kentucky. Now he's with Mississippi State. And, uh, yeah, check out some of the places uh, in Starkville if you're descending upon the uh, the heart of the SEC there. Let me tell you, I I could listen to someone with a southern accent talk all day long. There is something about a southern accent. It is awesome. My dad's from North Carolina. Yeah. So I grew up Half with of my dad. family talk He's, like that, and I absolutely love it. That's awesome. He's also the president of the uh, Chamber of Commerce as well, so nice plugs there. Very nice. nice. Coming up, what's the chance BYU wins the turnover battle tomorrow in Starkville? And Super Bowl champion Brian Billick on the decision to potentially play a backup if he's not injured at quarterback. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. In Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere, and exciting stuff. We're going to be in Las Vegas next week. That's right. Uh, BYU Sports Nation will be live at the WCC Basketball Media Days in Las Vegas next Wednesday and Thursday. You can join us for two-hour shows both days with West Coast Conference players and coaches. It's going to be fun to be down there. It's the 10-year anniversary of the tournament at the Orleans Arena. So we will be down there as a part of the BYU uh, Sports Nation's home away from home. It really is. Uh, the BYU store, uh, Desert First Credit Union, off, uh, you know, near 9th East, the south campus. We, we've got a lot of other, Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We love it. We love it. So uh, next Wednesday and Thursday, we'll be down in Vegas. Two-hour edition of the show both days. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football traveling to Starkville today in preparation for tomorrow's game at Mississippi State. We just talked with the voice of the Bulldogs, Neil Price. Coverage of tomorrow's game begins at 10 a.m. Eastern time on BYU Radio with your boy, Jason Shepard. And BYU TV's countdown to kickoff begins at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Lots of Cougars in the NFL this weekend. Kyle Vannoy, Harvey Longy, and the New England Patriots will be taking on the New York Jets. Jamal Williams and the Packers face the Vikings. Kai Nakua and the Cleveland Browns will take on the Houston Texans. Daniel Sorensen and the undefeated Kansas City Chiefs will host the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ziggy and the Lions face the Saints. And Michael Davis and the Chargers travel to Oakland to battle the Raiders. CBD on whether that game is going to be played in the Bay Area with all the... Uh... yeah. The air quality conditions. I would imagine uh, something on that would come out in the next 24 hours. Yeah. Seventh-ranked women's volleyball swept the Portland Pilots last night to remain undefeated in West Coast Conference play. The Cougars are 18-1 and this season. If you haven't gone out to see this team or watched them on TV this year, you need to. They're legit. I dare say elite. Ronnie Jones-Perry led the team with 16 kills. She's from Copper Hills. Don't forget. <laughs> Mary Lake converted her BYU Sports Nation karma into 19 digs. Cougars take on the second-place team in the league, Gonzaga, tomorrow in Provo at 3 Eastern time. And it was a good night for women's soccer. They defeated Pacific last night 2 to nothing at Southfield. The University of the Pacific. The University the, of sorry, the sorry, Pacific. Sorry, University of, of the, the Pacific. Pacific. Yeah. yeah like, the it whole is, ocean. It is the University of the Ocean. It is the ocean's personal university. And is that the largest ocean? I don't know. I don't know. That's a question I have. I don't know. It's pretty big. Are we going back to Pangea? It goes to like, yeah, it goes from like China to sure, why Chile. Not? Yeah. Why not? 
Uh, Busy Bowen and Matty Matthews were the two that scored the goals for the Cougars last night. And speaking of the air quality in San Francisco, we're talking about that possibly with the Raiders and the Chargers. Uh, Due to the poor air quality, BYU's game tomorrow night at San Francisco has been rescheduled. It will now be played on Thursday, November 2nd. Now joining us, he's a regular on BYU Sports Nation during the football season on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, his former BYU tight end and Super Bowl champion, Brian Billick. Brian, how are you doing today? Good afternoon. So BYU, 1-5. and five. We've been beating the same drum the last couple of weeks, looking for improvement, looking for turning a corner, looking for a win. Who knows if this is actually the week for that, but what do you think of this matchup with 1-5 and five BYU on the road at Mississippi State? Yeah, tough order. You know, obviously uh, a talented team, uh, and it's going to push BYU, particularly on the road, to do those things that we've been talking about for a while, develop some of that consistency, the balance in the running and the passing game, conversions on third down. Yeah, it's going to be a tough tough stint for them to do that, but we also keep talking about what a young team this is and that that growth, and that growth is eventually going to come. It's going to eventually show up. Uh, this is going to be a tough week for that to do. Were you ever part of a 1-5 and five team? And if so, what was that like? No, I can't say that I have. Obviously, I've had some tough seasons. My last year in Baltimore, you ended up being five and eleven. Actually, started out four and two, I think, and then went on a tough stretch. Um, so whether you start out that way, you end up that way, it, it's tough. It really is because you know you think about it, whether it's college football or pro football, uh, one one game, one loss in, in football is the same as a five game losing streak in Major League Baseball. It's the same as a 10-game losing streak, uh, or excuse me, in, in the NBA, it's the same as a 10-game losing streak in Major League Baseball. So think about that. You lose four or five in a row, you know, you're, now you're talking 30, 40 in a row, the equivalent of, that's tough. It's tough on the psyche, and you have the entire week to have to dwell on it. So this is going to be a challenge uh, for the, the coaches, the entire team, to work through it, to stick together. Uh, again, the, the outcome in terms of what it may show this year it's as much about the character of the team and we would build and how it would show up even more next year than this year. As a motivator of a large group of people in this situation as a, a head coach in the NFL or Kalani Satake's situation with BYU, how do you play a different note or take a different angle after you've lost a few games in a row to try and motivate the guys and give them a sense of motivation even though you've, you've – tried a few things and that haven't worked what do you do in that situation as a head coach well you you just keep rolling through them you know for for the head coach obviously you got to keep touch with everybody on the team but more importantly you got to make sure that your assistant coaches the equipment guy the trainers that they're monitoring where your team is as well and 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 particularly and this is the nfl these are young people and so you have to help them to understand where they're at in this progression how it's going to happen these are the trials and tribulations you're going to face in your life you need to make it a teaching opportunity for them. The NFL, a little bit different. It's winning, losing, you know, that's, that's, that's the business side of it. But in the college game, even though that part of it exists, you've got to hold on to the teaching elements of what you're going through, even if it doesn't turn into a win. Talking with former BYU tight end and Super Bowl champion Brian Billick on the Desert First Credit Union hotline. From a head coach's perspective, what goes into the decision to possibly pull a starting quarterback if he's struggling, Tanner Mangum's going to get the start. True freshman Joe Critchlow is the backup. What goes into making that decision if you get to that point? Well, it's it's really almost an organizational opinion because it affects everything on your football team, and you have to have the parameters going in. You don't want it to be an emotional decision during the course of a game. So you got to visit with your coaches. 
and get a sense of, okay, we realize we're, we're, we're having a tough stint here. What would be the circumstances? So that you live just like anything in a game plan. You want to be prepared for what's going to present itself. If this happens, then we got to think about making the change or not making the change. But you got to put the forward thinking into it and not just let the emotion of the time. Because once you do, now it's hard to go back. And it's tough on the young man. It's tough on the organization. Uh, it's one of those things where you better have put some thought into it and not let it be an emotional decision. BYU has uh, great program pride. There was a national championship in 84. There was a Heisman Trophy winner in 90. BYU's top five in wins in college football the last 40 years. There have been some amazing moments. In Independence, BYU's playing a pretty tough schedule. Is BYU playing too tough a schedule at this point where they've played uh, several Power 5 teams, uh, several on the road, now they're having to play Mississippi State and all of this? Is it, is it too tough or do you think this is okay and in the long run it's going to be all right? Well, it's too tough this year. <laughs> and that you know, and that that that's clear cut. But you look at the last year and how close they came to to really sweeping the table within a few points of you know, all the games that they they played, and even the ones that they lost. So no, I don't think they're playing out of division, so to speak. This is a strong uh, program that can nationally recruit. They're they're having a tough run of it right now, and and these young players will get older. But I, I wouldn't advocate that all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean, you got to schedule for success to a degree. But it's not like they need to fall back into the other divisions. When we began this season, there we when you look at the schedule and you play the win-loss game, after this game in Mississippi State, you looked at six games that you said, okay, BYU should win all of those six games. Is it unreasonable to think that a team that right now has lost five in a row, depending on tomorrow, could have lost six in a row, that you could go from losing six in a row to winning six in a row? How reasonable is that? Well, I don't know if it's reasonable, but it's certainly possible. And like I said, the youth begins to grow, the level of competition that you're playing, just because that's the way the schedule panned out. Uh, you, it's always, in the NFL, there's always going to be that team that finishes the season strong, wins four out of five, five out of six, after having a tough early part of the season that they use as a springboard to go forward. So that's something, even though obviously the personnel changes to a degree, this young team, in, for the most part, is going to be intact. That's something they can build on and certainly a worthy challenge. Brian Billick, former BYU tight end, Super Bowl champion with the Ravens, is on BYU Sports Nation. Let's talk about some of the uh, BYU guys in the NFL. Who is sticking out among the former Cougars in the league to you? Well, Ziggy Ons is having a great year. Obviously, Detroit has been up a little bit and down, up and down, I should say. Uh, but he is showing a presence on the outside, uh, getting back and being healthy. Obviously, Sorensen uh, is becoming a, a larger and larger role in New England. Uh, I'd like to have seen Jamal Williams get more of an opportunity, but this other young man, Cook, seems to have stepped up into that role and had a great week last week in Green Bay. So, uh, But it's early in the season, and, and there's still a lot of growth for these young players, all relatively young. Is there, uh, and obviously Van Noy uh, in New England, rather I should say Sorensen in, in Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City being a very good team right now in Van Noy, they're going to get better defensively, and I think you're going to see them rebound a little bit here in New England. There's certainly a lot of stories going on in the NFL. What's the most interesting story in the National Football League to you right now? Well, you know, the, the Alex Smith, you know, uh, turning the not turning the corner, but having that more explosiveness to what they're doing right now. And they're an awful good-looking football team. You got to love Carson Wentz and what he's doing now in Philadelphia. He is really in that second year, taking that huge leap. Um, you look at a running back like Fournette and what he's doing to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So outside of Kansas City and that undefeated team so far, 
there are a lot of good football teams with a lot of good foot, you know, a lot of football left to play. A lot of it driven by a lot of young players like Carson Wentz, like Jared Goff in, in L.A. I think he's going to be one worth watching and continue talking about young people getting better. Uh, we're definitely seeing the upside on him as well. So a lot of interesting stories and a lot of football left to play in the National Football League. Still wide open. I'm not a better, but if I were, I'd, I'd have a tough time putting money on any one team to say this is definitively going to be the team. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Billick. Follow him on Facebook as well and watch him Wednesday nights on the NFL Network. Let's end with this. It's Friday the 13th. Do you have any superstitions, things you had to or couldn't do (laughs) in the NFL? Yeah, superstition. Don't lose because if you lose, you get fired. (laughs) (laughs) Try to stay away from that. Uh, You know what? I'm not. And, and, And in football, we don't call them superstitions. We just call them routines. I never had any superstitions, but I did have routines that I made sure I did every single week. For example? Uh, you know, for me, it's silly. I, I, whenever I my football field, I go and walk from one goal line to the other. I don't know why, just kind of looking at the film, but that was just kind of, you know, that was my routine. Go out, see what the field was, see what the temperature was. But that was just kind of a routine that I got into. I don't know why, and I don't know if it made any difference, but I was going to do it every week. Stretch legs. Got to do it. Great stuff, Coach. We appreciate the time. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds great. It's Brian Billick on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. That's funny. We called them routines. (laughs) Don't you think, though, that that's kind of the way a lot of superstitions are? You're not really sure why you do them. You just kind of do them. Yeah, I, you don't they, know if they work, but you just have always done them, so you keep doing them. I don't think that like all habits or routines necessarily are superstition, because I don't do things to avoid things. I do them to gain yes. something from the experience. Yes, agreed. But I'm not thinking, oh, if I don't do this, something bad will happen. That's what a superstition is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, how did the BYU Sports Nation karma manifest itself last night for BYU women's volleyball? Mary Lake knows. Mm-hmm. Plus, what's the chance Joe Critchlow plays tomorrow at quarterback? We'll discuss in What's the Chance? Hi, Ben! This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. What is up? Jeremy and Jason live from Studio B on Friday, October 13th. With your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play, watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern time. Tune in to Countdown to Kickoff tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, as Dave, who, by the way, saw upstairs just a, moments ago before the show. Got his said, Cubs postseason He was on. wearing the Cubs hat as a Cardinals fan. I just, I just let you it go. You threw up a little bit. I let it go. That's fine. Uh, Dave, Blaine, David, and Brian get you ready for the Cougars and the Bulldogs. Spencer Linton will also be live in beautiful Starkville. C2K tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern on BYU TV. Our director... Uh, or technical director, excuse me, today, is uh, Michael Hunter. He is a Dodgers fan. So we got a little Dodgers-Cubs hey, thing going on. I am all about the, the I'm all about the Dodgers right now. I did bring— As I'm long in- as the Chicago Small Bears don't make it. <laughs> the Small Bears. <laughs> I brought—I'm in the baseball mood, you know? So I brought my Mariner, my Ken Griffey Jr. jersey. I'm going to wear it this afternoon. Nice. While I work. I didn't wear it on the show because, because rights issues? I don't know. I just didn't. Yeah, are we allowed to do that? I, I don't know. We should ask. We, uh, we need to somebody. ask. Our Twitter question today, in honor of Friday the 13th, should we be able to wear jerseys on the show? Also, <laughs> what superstition will you use to ensure a BYU victory tomorrow? At Hart Shorn. Shut that door already! JH. I haven't washed my lucky socks all season. For this game, though, they are getting washed. So maybe the reverse curse? 
Listen, someone proposed that I do the 17 plus for this game. I did it for Wisconsin. Yeah, and that didn't, didn't work. It didn't work. You know what it did work on? Gonzaga men's hoops. Here's what really it needs to happen work. is you need to put your hair on the line. No, get out of here. How many times have I'm you done that doing... and it's worked? Listen, Kefea. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, exactly. So basically, Jerem is not willing to do whatever it takes. No. That's fine. I I'm see not. where you're coming from. That's fine. No. That's fine. I used to be. And then it didn't. It yielded two NITs. It didn't work. I mean, I need NCAA tournaments, man. Your hair game, though, is it's on. Point. It grew back like eight weeks later. It's on point. It though. took a, like eight weeks. Ah! Eight weeks. Come on. Hey, is that we, that turkey that we hear on the golf course that just a second ago. I, no, that's a drop we have. They'll probably play it at any point. Uh, we, <laughs> nope, that's not it. Uh, <laughs> we love to play a game, and there's 100 percent chance we're going to do it. It's called What's the Chance. BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? Yes, we do. Our producer, Ben Bagley, will ask us a question. We will give you a number associated with that. Number one. What's the chance, Jeremy and Jason, Joe Critchlow plays tomorrow for BYU? Good question. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to say 30%. I I, I mean, Tanner Mangum has had uh, another week to get healthy, said he was feeling good after the game last week against Boise State. I don't think he's feeling good. Well, but, but he's, he's feeling good enough yes. to play. Yes. Um, I, 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 think he, I, think that's, I think that's the way this game goes tomorrow. I, I, I don't see Tanner coming out. I, I think Tanner is the quarterback for the game. So I, 30%, and that may even be a little high. I'll go 42.6%. I think there's a good chance that we see Joe Critchlow tomorrow because he needs to get some reps. I don't see the – game playing out in BYU's favor very much. So I think late, like last week, Joe Critchlow comes into the game. Late, but more time than just two minutes. I don't know how much time, but he I, I'd be shocked if Joe Critchlow doesn't play at all tomorrow. Number two. Painful to ask this one, but I must because it's in the script. What's the chance who wrote it? BYU's offense scores multiple touchdowns. These are hard questions at a first. hard time. <laughs> more than one. I'm going to gauge my percentage off of yours. <laughs> more than one. Ugh. It's hard. I'll go nineteen percent. I think I think BYU's scoring tomorrow. I just and BYU's. Do you know what Rhett Allman's career long is? By the way, it was last week, or no, two weeks ago. Thirty-seven yarder. A thirty-seven yarder is you have to get into the red zone. I think I I don't see multiple touchdowns. I really hope BYU can uh, do better than that. I really do. Yeah, I'm gonna go better than that. I'm going to say. Um, 45%. Okay. I'm going to say 45% that they get multiple touchdowns. Spencer's not here, so someone needs to be positive. Number three. What's the chance BYU wins the turnover battle tomorrow in Stark Vegas? I don't think this would be shocking if BYU wins it. You just need to take care of the ball on offense, and chances are you get a turnover or two. I don't See, think this is shocking. I'll go uh, 63%. Yeah, I'll say, I'll say 53%. Scoring multiple touchdowns, is there's a lot more work to that instead of Nick Fitzgerald throwing an interception. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. BYU, that's one of the things that BYU, the defense, is, you know, has has talked about that they need to make more turnovers. They need to cause yes. more turnovers. Yes. And and so I, yeah, I'm like you. I, I don't think that that's out of the realm of possibility that they would be able to do that. It's not tomorrow. as hard to do that as scoring multiple touchdowns to me. Number four. What's the chance the guy, according to Kalani Stocky, Ula Tolatalu, has 15 plus carries tomorrow? What do you think? 100%. 100%. They are going to feed Ula the football. Even if maybe BYU's down significantly and 
historically, it's like, well, we need to throw the ball. You're going to still see Ula. You might need to. You need to have some sort of positive yeah. offensive gain. In the post game against, after playing Utah and Boise State, Kalani Satake has adamantly mentioned Ula Tolu Tawas. There's our guy after Utah, and then Boise State. We need to find an offensive identity, and that guy's name is Ula Tolu Tau. One million percent, he's going to have fifteen plus carries. Even if BYU's down, I think it's like, okay, just establish an identity. That's Stop right. Stop playing to win this game and start playing to have an identity. Hopefully those can coincide that you're playing to win the game. Number five. What's the chance Spencer Linton returns home from Starkville Monday with partial hearing loss? Huh? Uh, <laughs> good question. Cowbell responsibly. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I don't know. 50? Partial hearing loss, zero. Full hearing loss, 100%. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> That's not good when you work in uh, radio and TV. So we hope that is not the case. But there's one thing that is guaranteed 100% to happen, and that's that we do the countdown. Countdown to the Delta Devils. 29 days. Look. 29, baby. You know how I feel about countdowns? Yeah. How do you feel about this? You are pro countdown. Yeah. I'm not sure I can get behind this one. What? Why not? I did it because I feel like it's like my thing. I need to be a part of it. Yeah. And you're on the show today, so you need yeah, to Yeah, yeah, so I need to participate, kind certainly. Of, kind of. You certainly. can boycott. I boycott him. No, 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 I don't boycott. I'm, oh. I'm part of it. But countdown to the Delta Devils, come on. Wait, why not? You always wanted five. You're not looking forward to basketball just a little bit? I am! But it's not countdown worthy <laughs> yet. Yes, it is. It's not. When you're one in five, it is totally <laughs> worthy. Oh, my goodness. Use the hashtag BYUSN. In honor of Friday the 13th, what superstition will you use to ensure a BYU victory at Big blue eye. Walk under as many ladders, torment as many black cats, and open as many umbrellas inside my house as possible. We do not recommend tormenting any cats. (laughs) No. I have to say that legally. Please do not do that. Coming up, what to watch for this weekend from your Cougars in the National Football League. And how much did Mary Lake cash in on some BYU Sports Nation karma? We'll tell you in the loaded Cougar whip round. It is a Friday. There's the Dodger hat on Michael Hunter's head. Vamos Doyers! BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to our guests today, Brian Billick and Neil Price. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. football. BYU football travels to Starkville today in preparation for tomorrow's game at Mississippi State. Coverage of tomorrow's game begins at 10 a.m. Eastern time with myself on BYU Radio, also joined by Mark Lyons. And then on BYU TV, it is countdown to kickoff at 11 Eastern. Cougars in the NFL. Lots of Cougars in the NFL this weekend. Kyle Van Oy and Harvey Longy and the Patriots play the Jets. Jamal Williams and the Packers play the Vikings. Kainaku and the Browns play the Texans. Daniel Sorensen and Jason's. Kansas City Chiefs host the Steelers. Ziggy Ansan, the Lions face the not Latter-day Saints. And Michael Davis and the Chargers travel to Oakland to play the Raiders. Volleyball. Seventh-ranked women's volleyball swept the Portland Pilots to remain undefeated in conference play. They also improved their overall record to 18-1 and on the season. Ronnie Jones-Perry led, led the team with 16 kills. Mary Lake converted her BYU Sports Nation karma into 19 digs. Holler. She played fantastic last night. The Cougars take on WCC second-place team Gonzaga tomorrow at 3 Eastern. Soccer. Beat Pacific. University of the Pacific last night on Southfield 2-0. Busy Bowen, Maddie Matthews each found the back of the net. Due to poor air quality, BYU's game tomorrow at San Francisco 
has been rescheduled for Thursday, November 2nd. And Ashley Hatch and the North Carolina Courage take on the Portland Thorns tomorrow in Florida in the NWSL Championship game. Good luck. Softball. It's exhibition season for the ladies. BYU plays Utah Valley tonight, 8 Eastern time. Tomorrow, Southern Utah, 4.30. Cross country. Second-ranked men's cross country and 16th women's cross country will compete tomorrow at the pre-nationals invitational in Louisville, Kentucky. Tennis. I believe that's before nationals. The women's team continues competition at the ITA regionals today and tomorrow. Sophomore Kate Cusick and freshman Anastasia Amivia remain undefeated in the tournament as a duo and individually for the Cougars. Today's Rise to Chow is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who gets it? How about your fellow Grizzly? Oh. And fellow Cougar. And fellow Ronnie Cougar. Jones Perry. She's one of the best athletes to ever come out of BYU. And she's playing at an All-American level she right now. She is legit. playing fantastic. I talked with her. She had Team USA experience over the summer. She said that has given her so much confidence. And a fellow American. I have right. so much in common. Yes. Uh, but is she superstitious? Uh, in honor of Friday the 13th, what superstition will you use to ensure a BYU victory tomorrow? All right. Shut that door already. All right. Jason's back, back with on. a mask. The stinky mask is back on. Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. You stink. <laughs> I mean, the mask stinks. At D Young 1993. Since Jerem Jordan won't put his hair on the line, is Jason Shepard willing mm. to? Um, I have no comment. <laughs> Especially through that steamy mask. <laughs> it's just not good. Can you read through that thing? I can, can read through okay? this three. Uh, at Greg Rosenhan. Dance around the house three times chanting, uh, hoo-ha, we feel, hoo-ha, real good. Then turn on uh, punt and kick and loving every day. Uh, That's a reference to Johnny Linehan. I know. Yellow card All right. for that. Our elite tweet of the day at Mel Red and Right. In the words of Michael Scott, I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. So I'm not wearing my BYU gear today. But tomorrow on game day, you could. Absolutely. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Show always on demand, BYUSN.com. For Jason, ah! I'm Jerem. Shout out to Aaron Edmonds, BYU Sports Nation. Back at it Monday. We'll see you tomorrow on the radio and TV.